Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there and welcome to episode number six of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this week's episode, the team and I discuss EVPs. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. talking about EVP. Uh, An EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. It's said to exist when electronically generated noises resemble speech. EVP, however, is not the result of any intended voice recording or rendering. So quite often uh, people have debunked supposed uh, EVPs. It's been somebody recording their voice. They tend to have a radio-like quality and some of the earliest examples of EVPs was around the 1840s. Due to the large reliance on radio equipment, skeptics uh, believe that by increasing the level of gain of recording equipment, that in many cases EVPs can be explained by something called auditory apennia. And this is a natural instinct that we all have as humans, and that's to interpret random sounds and actually give meaning to them. So in, in some cases, for example, People have, you know, heard, you know, sort of pops and hisses and people have said, oh, it's somebody saying, help me. Some of the most sort of common examples that you can find online are actually, they sound like selections of like a radio broadcast that have been sort of cut and pasted together. Yeah, well, one of the things I was going to say was from playing in a band and stuff and, you know, if, if, if you've done the same thing, I know you have, Mike. Yeah. We do it together. If, if you're in an area where there are other bands practising and things, you can pick up their signal even though it's all wired, through your amp, through your PA. Um, so you can be stood in your room trying to have a quick conversation in between playing songs and you can hear the band that are playing. Coming yeah, through your amp, yeah. Ten, ten rooms down coming through your amp. Because that, that will naturally happen when there are wires and things. They emit signals. You know, you've got a, an area of an antenna, essentially. Going back in, you know, in terms of the history of it, I mean, Thomas Edison was one of you know, the very first sort of quite famous believers he gave an interview with Scientific American magazine where he actually hypothesised that the subtle influences and you know the sensitivity of current and future recording equipment, he believed that we would actually be able to start properly conversing with the dead. And there's been a sort of a series of different devices that have been used over the day. So originally, early devices were sort of record players. And then as radio became sort of increasingly commonplace, we start to see you know, some very early recorded EVP cases in the early 1900s. But things don't really start to sort of really sort of take shape until the 1950s. William O'Neill, 
who actually had uh, was in a, a long term relationship with another fella who was actually one of the sort of main sort of industrial capitalists at the time. And they were actually worth millions and millions of pounds. So we had no financial incentive to try and dupe people. What I'd say is they were sort of independently wealthy. So it was something that he only shared between him and his other half. They used to do these private recording sessions. And he had sort of said at an early age, he'd had sort of some medium-like experiences. I mean, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just play you guys now a clip. I mean, the only thing I'd say is it is quite funny because it does sound like Sparky, you know, the magic piano. It, it's quite an interest. It's like vocoded. Quarter after two. Uh, just forget what time it is. What's that, sir? The voice is sometimes friendly with O'Neill. At other times, it's menacing. At that point onwards, William never was able to get back into communication with him again. You know what comes out of the rear end of uh, an equine animal? Are right. you calling BS on this? I'm calling horseshit on this. <laughs> okay, well, let, me, let me see if I can convince you a bit more. So that was sort of during the, the, the mid and uh, the early to mid 80s. Um, what this actually did do was it started to kick off uh, a bit of a trend in sort of parapsychologists where quite a few people then started to try and put together their own devices uh, specifically, you know, to, to either uh, have conversations with who they perceive was, you know, the undead uh, or to allow them to sort of come through and communicate directly with them. And the next sort of most famous one was... Um, uh, was known as it was called Frank's Box or, or more commonly known as the Ghost Box and this was uh, developed by a guy called Frank Sumpton this was created all not, you know, not that long ago uh, in 2002 and basically he had a dream where a ghost spoke to him in the dream and told him the exact instructions on how to build the flux uh, capacitor the flux capacitor no the the the, uh, the unit and basically what what he was told to do was he needed to build a radio that scanned constantly through AM signals and whereby um, ghosts would pick certain words that were being broadcast at the time and use those to form sentences so literally all it is is it's a, it's a constantly scanning AM so it just scans over and over again so it's a, it's a bit like um an electronic Ouija board almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's just scanning and basically the spirits can 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 pick things through. But what is quite interesting is that that they are consistently um, cohesive, you know, the, 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 the comments that come through. Sometimes they're just singular words, but what's interesting is that word will be repeated over and over again and it will come through as obviously a different broadcasted word. It's not the same source over and over again. So I'm just going to pay you. This this is this is an example of a ghost box. Hello, my name is uh, Gary. Oh, yeah. uh, we're trying out the ghost box experimental oh. use. Uh, we're going to see. Right. Can, can anybody hear me right now? Yes. 
Is there any spirits in the room right now? I'll say again, my name's Gary. Uh, we're trying to make uh, we're trying to make contact with any spirits in the room right now. Uh, so if there's any spirits in the room right now, can you please tell me how many spirits how many spirits are in the room with me right now? Does it get better that one? Yeah. Well, that that's that's somebody just doing one that's you know that's not you know a professional that's somebody that, just set one up I do have to that's that's to me that was just noise right okay well there was a guy in the States is a gentleman by the name of Matt Huff he's got into sort of paranormal research and he actually is probably got some of the the best quality EVPs that are available online he go he basically travels around with his son and they go to they. I mean, they quite recently they go to New Mexico, and uh, they get really interesting high quality EVPs. See if I could actually hear any words, and I couldn't hear a single word. I think. I heard, it, yeah, I think the problem with it is that a lot of people complain that the 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 audio quality is such that this is the problem because you're using this like FM scanner that, that it's never fantastic quality. But um, Steve Huff has actually got some that he's like cleaned up, and they they do seem to be you know yeah, pretty but good. I, I see that that's the other thing. Some that he's cleaned up. Cleaned up could quite easily mean doctors. Messed with. Yeah. The problem I've got with those clips you just showed us from Steve Huff is the the one where he was in the church. He's quite obviously not on his own. There's quite obviously a lot of people around. Mm. And any of that could have been people in the background talking. You're in a church. There's people there. I can imagine that there's probably just conversation going on. That's not. Yeah, like echo. It's yeah, not, it's not anybody whispering to him. It could just be picking up echoes. And yeah, that's that's not EVP. And a lot of it, like Matt was saying, that when you've got the words up on the screen in front of you, you can you hear. Then, yes. You then subconsciously want to hear or hear those words being said. I, I think just some of the things for me as well is that 
this this all seems to stem from this this assumption that you know when radios were invented we could talk to the dead on radios so somebody had this idea a long time ago great idea you know to give it a bit of relevance in terms of what you're saying what was happening was that during the 1840s there were a lot of people who were mediums who would come yeah. to your house and there was a lot of things like Ouija boards a lot of table tipping and obviously you've got the advent of new technology so they start using things like radiograms and they yeah. start you know using you know record players as a means to try and then sort of communicate and so if you think about it in, in that sort of way it, it's the equivalent of somebody sort of using an iPod to try and, you know, it's it was a new part of their act, really, I think, in some cases. I think people, obviously, were being exploited. Yeah. I quite, I feel quite strongly that there is an inner part of me that really wants to believe it. It's so convenient, you know, it's a sort of, you know, it's off-the-shelf ghost for, be, you know, ghost for beginners, isn't it, to believe that there is this yeah. level of communication. So I, w- I would say that I went into it actually being a bit of a believer, but I think, if anything, I feel more scepticism to it now, having listened to it and done a bit of research on yeah, it. Yeah, I share your sentiment on that. But what I will say is, me personally, the baby monitor thing, I don't think I could ever have it because... But you couldn't have a baby monitor? Well, whenever I've been... Like when I've been with my girlfriend babysitting her nephew, I've watched that baby money and I, I just keep thinking, what if the lights go into <laughs> yellow? You, are you waiting for them and to move? And her voice just goes, I'm here. Get or, out. you know, or you hear it's an old woman's films. voice. Too many films, Mike. Talking to really? the kid. But this is the thing, isn't it? It's that psychological it's, damage that Hollywood have done to To do it. with having an overactive imagination as well. I think that, again, if you've got an overactive imagination, you start thinking about things, you start perceiving. We hope you enjoyed episode number six of Skeptics and Believers and are a little bit more enlightened in electronic voice phenomena. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the podcast. And for those of you that already have, thank you ever so much for your continued support. Join us next week where we discuss the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Until then, do take care of yourselves. podcast has been brought to you by obsidian shark productions the music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the creative commons license more details can be found on our website